We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. Hey everyone, no calls this week, but we do have an email from Megan in the UK. Is there a film where you had completely different viewing experience the first time compared to the next time you watched it? I think I do, but I'm going to stall for time and say, <laughs> Megan, how about you? Uh, yeah, I watched Suspiria, uh, the the original, the 77 Dario Argento um, Suspiria in high school, and it was with friends, and I hated it. I could not understand. Like, there were, I, it took me a long time to come around on Italian horror in general, um, outside of, like, demons, but I did not understand the dream logic. I did not understand how this witch was really not around until the final minutes, and then it just seemed... Like, it was not that big of a threat. And I don't know. I hated it. And it wasn't until years later that I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I understand. I get this movie. I appreciate this movie. Like, I like it now. I did not like it at all then. No, that that makes sense. Yeah, t- time definitely favors things like that. For example, not a horror movie, Top Gun, the original. A lot of people out there is like, oh, that's right. I forgot there was an original. Yeah, I saw that one in the theaters, too, because I'm old. But I was young when I saw it, if it makes anyone feel better. And by anyone, I mean me. But I I remember watching when I was really young because my dad loved planes. My, my brother loved planes. My dad used to have his pilot license, all that stuff. Still loves, like, flight simulators, all those things. And I watched it when I'm a little kid, like, yeah. early elementary school. Didn't understand half the things that were being said. 
And Fair. but I loved it because they were flying planes and it was awesome and it was action. Yeah. Probably watched it a hundred times when I was a kid, as soon as it came out on VHS. Aww. Didn't watch it again from like the ages of I'll say like 10 to 19. And then I watched it again. I was like, oh, that's what all that meant. I didn't understand like any of the comments they said to each other, any of the inside jokes, any of the euphemisms. Didn't understand a word of it. Yeah. That said, I'm still buying time for a horror answer. So, Zena, how about you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, yeah, I have a couple which we, we kind of already discussed over time since we've been together. Uh, so, the first one, Trick or Treat. Like, when I first oh, watched yeah. it, yeah, I just, I it was not like what I thought it was going to be. And I just wasn't a fan. But then I remember I, I watched mm. it a couple of years later and I just fell in love with it. It was just screaming Halloween. And then another one as well, my soul to take. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now I just, I absolutely love that movie. I think it's a really good time. And then the last one, we, I talked about it called Our House from like 2018, um, which was like, you know, not that long ago. But when I remember I watched it back then, I just wasn't a fan. And then I watched it this year and whoa, I was like blown away, you know, by it. So yeah, I was like rewatching, you know, some movies. Um, there is one that I'm curious to see how I feel about it now because I remember I wasn't a fan. Mm-hmm. So like I, the new I, Evil Dead. I, I wasn't oh, crazy. what? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about it. So I've been waiting, you know, um, and I think I might check it out again this year to see how I feel about it. I adore that movie so much. Yeah. And it's like, I wanted to like it. I was so excited going to the theaters to see it. And it's like, ah, but then, yeah. <laughs> Dang. I'm, yeah. I'm very surprised. Me too. <laughs> and assist of the episode goes to Xena, as my answer is the Evil Dead dream. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're, wait, what? Oh, uh, the Evil Dead. Uh, wow. you, you, both of you? I was. I... When I watched it, I was still, I was getting better, but I was still very in the arms crossed horror sort of mindset. Mm-hmm. And as big of a fan of I was, as I was of the originals and Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi, I think, I think I went into it with a chip on my shoulder instead of an open mind, more like, oh, how are they going to redo this? And I just didn't. I did not appreciate it for what it was because when I rewatched it, I think we even talked about this on the podcast. I rewatched it again, like a year, year and a half ago. Yeah. And I hadn't seen it since I originally saw it, like mm-hmm. right when it came on a DVD. And now I watch it and it's one of the most like visually like amazing horror movies that I watch. Like every shot is like, this is amazing. How did the evil dead get this? Oh, so <laughs> like, it, good. I it love is. this movie. I even <laughs> like how their their names spell demon. demon. I just think yeah. that's the stupid kind of nerd stuff I love. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna rewatch it, that, and that's what I mean. I've been I've been waiting. Yeah, I would say that. The other one I would say it was more just like like Nightmare on Elm Street. I've talked about that. That it was one of my early movie going or a horror movie experiences. Seeing Nightmare on Elm Street three, and just being like terrified by the marionette scene. Oh. And now I can look back and watch and be like, okay. Like I can just watch like it's not it's not ter- I'm not confused by what's happening and like messed up and scared or or like any of the Hellraiser movies. I was never a really big Hellraiser movie fan. Like body horror stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of times the first time I see a body horror movie, I can watch it and I can watch it better now. But a lot of times it just it doesn't sink in because my mind is focusing on those body horror elements. 
and then I can go back and watch it a second time and be like, okay, I'm ready for what's about to happen. I can watch the movie and be prepared. Speaking of being prepared, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone, the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And to discuss the disgusting, you know her as the lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hello. And you know her from YouTube channel and website Real Queen of Horror and our infinite love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. And I'm John. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do a quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe there'll be things that'll make you smile too. So, you know, what's been filling your heart this week? I don't know about you guys, but I had a lazy week and I didn't want to think too much. So I, (laughs) I decided to finish the series Chucky uh, from 2021 Mm. on Peacock. After a vintage Chucky doll turns up at a suburban yard sale, a peaceful American town is thrown into chaos as a series of horrifying murders begin to expose the town, town's hypocrisies and secrets. So did you guys watch this series? I did. Nope. I haven't yeah. watched any Child's Play stuff for quite a while now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I know. There's so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, when it first came out, I watched the first two or three episodes, and I had a lot of fun with it, but I don't have cable, so I couldn't, like, finish it and stuff. So I was like, oh, I'll get around to it. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed the series. It's a lot of fun. And, like, the slaughter that they were, you know, unleash on us is just such a good time. I feel like it has a – it's it's a great, like, combination. Like, so it's able to reel in new fans, but it's also still catering to the original, fran- like, fans and stuff, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool and, you know, hard to do. Um but yeah, if you haven't checked it out, I'll just leave it at that just because so much has happened. <laughs> so much has happened w- w- within that. Um, but if you are interested in watching it and you're curious, I mean, just give it a shot. I think that you'll enjoy it because I started with one episode. Obviously, what? And then I just couldn't <laughs> I couldn't stop. You know, I went back and I, you know, just rewatched, uh, you know, the first episode and stuff and I had a lot of fun with it. And plus... um. The girl who's the mean girl, I mean, whoever was dressing her, like, whoa, like, every <laughs> outfit is a hit. I know that she's only in middle school, but I would wear that stuff. I, so that's just me. I do want to give that show, well, not, I, I like the show a lot, so I'm not, mm-hmm. but I am impressed with the way they made me change my mind on her. Like, that character, yes. I could not wait for Chucky to mm-hmm. kill her. And by mm-hmm. the end, I'm like, okay. I'm actually rooting for you. What the French toast? Yeah, that, that's yeah. a quite a, a 180. So right? yeah, and I there's been like okay, this is not really a spoiler because you know he's Chucky, so eventually he finds yeah you. he's gonna kill so, people. <laughs> when he was uh, it was like maybe it was like the second or third episode um, when he was so close to getting her and yeah. she's like sees him for the first time one on one. She's alone. Oh my god, I wanted him to kill her so bad. <laughs> she's just awful awful but then you're absolutely right like how they just changed our minds on it um it's it's a fun show so if you want something that's easy to watch and you don't really have to like really funny yeah and it's hilarious yeah so that's the first thing um then i checked out this movie called train from 2008 on prime video traveling abroad a russian train a college wrestler and her teammates fall victim to a gang of sadistic thieves harvesting human organs so um this movie came out around the time when there were a lot of like movies like hostile or uh touristas you know um it's a very mean movie very mean uh very bloody 
it's very, very mean. So trigger warning. There's, <laughs> there's, there's a couple of scenes, uh, this one in particular that kind of made me cringe. Um, but I, I like this movie. I thought it was like, I mean, it's not like this, not on the level like the sadness, because, you know, yeah. but it's it, it has like certain scenes similar to it. But yeah, I thought this was really cool because there's a there's a young woman. She's on the wrestling team. She's such a powerful woman. And uh, it's Thora Birch. She's in it. And uh-huh. yeah, after, you know, they're overseas, you know, competing and stuff, you know, with her friends and they're all, like students and stuff. And so they go out for a night, you know, hanging out, having a good time partying. They miss their train. So then they have to take another train. Then when they get on board, they notice that there's people sur- like one by one. There are members from the train missing. And then even when it reaches to their, you know, group. And the reason why I like this one is the fact that it's very much like, okay, what would you do in this situation? Because it's not like you can jump off a moving train. I mean, unless you want to die. But then at that point, you know, with everything that's happening, would that be so bad, (laughs) you know, compared to the stuff? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I never even heard of it before. Um, I just thought that it was on Amazon and I just randomly watched it and I really enjoyed it. So if you want something that is really mean-spirited, uh, very bloody, a very much a slaughterhouse, will probably make you cringe, um, oh you may want to check out this one. I, I like the idea of someone sitting there. It's like, I I need something really mean-spirited. Sometimes you Just, sometimes, Yeah, you got to get some aggression out in mm-hmm. movie form. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I also kind of... It speaks to me, this title, because I am terrible at naming things. So train. It's just train. It's just, I, train. And it's it's fitting. You know, yeah. straight to the point. I If I had a store, what would I name it? Store. Probably name yeah. it store. So it's kind of like that type of thing. Yeah. Good time. There's a local minor league baseball team. They're, they're a twins affiliate or a feeder team now, but called the Saints. And they used to be right next to like a train yard. And every time a train would go by, the train would honk and everything. And the announcer, all the announcer would ever say would be, train. Train. <laughs> like, he'd be in the middle of announcing the play-by-play, and all of a sudden you hear, train. Train. So then cool. it's carried over to their new stadium, too. I love it. It's Aww. just one of those things. Every time I see a train, and my son loves trains, I'll just be like, train. <laughs> like, completely deadpan, <laughs> just letting you know there's a train. Yeah. You should do that when you watch this movie, John. Just every yeah. time you see the tra- train. <laughs> train. Train. <laughs> Um, I have been, uh, watching movies at Chattanooga Film Festival. It is virtual, um, this year they've gone virtual since the pandemic. And, uh, so this, this year they're continuing that and they've extended it a little bit. So you can buy individual tickets, um, Wednesday. I think they, they, it's, it was, you know, we record Monday and then, Tuesday is when it was supposed to end, but it will now end on Wednesday. So if you do feel like awesome. jumping on and watching any movies um, last minute, you can do that. Uh, so one of the movies I watched, uh, Timekeepers of Eternity. This one is insane. This is a remix of the Langoliers miniseries, the 1995. Whoa, yeah. Really? Yeah. It's um, <laughs> Aristotle. I, I'm going to butcher his name. It's a Greek director, Aristotelis Marigos. I'm so sorry. But anyway, he re, he printed every single frame and applied all of this animation technique. So it's like, it's black and white. There's 
collage, paper collage, a lot of paper animation style over this, and he remixed the story. So, this... so is this the original made like made for TV? Yeah. But that's but but just with like editing over the top of it. Yeah. Well, like yeah, he reprinted the frames and like animated this what? together with paper effects and stuff. So. It's basically he took a three hour miniseries, the 1995 miniseries, and condensed it to a little over an hour. And so it kind of gives different focus uh, to the story. There's a little bit, there's a lot of variations. Um, definitely puts uh, Bronze Pain shows like to me, he's like the antagonist. He's, yeah. he's the focus, and it's almost like a deterioration of his mind. And it's just like, it's insane how <laughs> Even well. Even more of a deterioration of his yeah, mind. Yeah. I mean, like the way that it's just compact and some characters, wow. like, because I mean, the plot, if you don't know what the Langoliers is, it's it, this mini series based on Stephen King's novella where these people are flying from Los Angeles to Boston and it's a red eye and like, Somewhere along the way, people, you know, people fell asleep because it's a red eye and then they wake up. The only ones that did fall asleep are the only ones left behind. Like they're midair. The crew and the rest of the passengers are all gone, disappeared without a trace, just like personal belongings there. And so one of the passengers who was asleep happens to also be a pilot. Um, so he's able to get them to land safely at a uh a air air airport why are words hard um at an airport in bangor maine because of course um and yeah nobody's there also and to me is this crazy jerk antagonist who keeps talking about the langoliers from his childhood you know eating things up and just the paper effects the animation effects really enhances this story it's just i'm just so amazed that you could take something that's kind of low tier made for tv you know and and turn it into something so like unique and different and singular you know it's a singular vision so it's really cool and it's also you know an hour so um i I like desperately want to see that now guess what chattanooga (laughs) i just love how happy john looked when you were explaining about the movie (laughs) i I feel like the Langoliers is like referring to like the Night Flyer for some of these Stephen King movies that were made in the 90s that they usually feature pretty poor CGI, some Tales from the Crypt style, like acting, hamminess, whatever. Because the Langoliers, what I remember more than anything besides like Bronson Pinchot's like performance is that they're basically chased by Pac-Man animation. (laughs) Yeah, they're hideous. They were, they were not good looking in 95 and they definitely don't hold up now, but he, he does. He, I like what he does with that here. So yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, So I do recommend, I don't, unfortunately both of the movies that I'm going to talk about don't have release dates at the moment. So if you do, want to catch it immediately you know go to um chattanooga film fest's website and you can buy individual tickets um this next one i'm not sure because most of them are available throughout the fest somewhere on a limited window so this one might be but uh it's the third saturday in october part five. Oh, so they had a double feature well they they made two premieres. One was the third Saturday in October, part five, and the third Saturday in October. They recommended, and they being both the fest and the filmmakers, that you watch part five first to emulate what it's like uh, to have been a 
video store era um, moviegoer or horror fan where it's like you mm. go every weekend like there is no streaming options where you can watch all of the Nightmare on Elm Streets uh, in one sitting or you know it's available you went and you were at the mercy of what other people might have rented before you which is and I this spoke to me I remember pedaling my bike as a kid um, to the mom and pop video store on during the summers I was a latchkey kid and renting then I watched the Nightmare on Elm Street movies out of order for my first time. I was probably like 12 and renting part three first and then, mm-hmm. you know, going all out of order. So that's kind of what this is. This is uh, there is no parts two, three and four. They're literally they made these two. And so the first one is set in 1979 and the part five is set in the 90s and it's supposed to evoke the. Um, that kind of 90s straight-to-video sequel to a slasher. And, and the slasher is basically um, Harding. It's a very, like, the first one is very, like, Halloween homage. Um, but they're set in Alabama. And the reason it's called The Third Saturday in October, and this is a very niche thing. It's very regional-specific. But it refers to the college football rivalry between Alabama and Tennessee. And it goes back for a very long time. And so, so much so that it was always the third Saturday in October that the big game rivalry game would take place up until like the division split in like the early 90s. So that's, it's this, it it reads to a horror fan like a spoof on, you know, Friday the 13th and, you know, Halloween, but it also has Alabama specific meaning, which is why, and the plots for both center around these rivalry rivalry games it's like a gathering of people to watch the big college football game and then this killer comes along and he's picking them off one by one it's a horror comedy and it's definitely an homage to specific bygone eras of the slasher film um i personally loved the zaniness it is pure silliness of the part five i think they 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 tried to be a little bit more restrained and toned down for, for the first one, which is why I'm like, part five is the bad. That's the one they want you to watch first anyway. And it's it's lively and fun and oh, so silly. Um, the killer Harding has a mask and he's kind of Michael Myers and kind of um, ghost face. And he was giggling as he was torturing somebody. And it's, it's way more lighthearted. Um, he, the first one has him... Like he's he's just killed a family, but he find they have a box of kittens, and he picks one up, and you think he's gonna kill it, but then he boops it on the nose. <laughs> so it's, this is a serial killer who does like kittens, kind of a subversion of how Michael Myers came came out of Smith's Grove at Sanitarium and ate a dog. Um, this is the opposite; he likes cats. So yeah, it's it's super silly, super tongue in cheek, uh, very Alabama specific, but it's it's really fun. <laughs> Speaking of super silly and super tongue-in-cheek, I watched 2018's <laughs> Possum on Shudder, thanks to Megan. After returning to his childhood home, a disgraced children's puppeteer is forced to confront his wicked uncle and the secrets that have tortured his entire life. All right, Megan, why this one? I just thought that uh, I wanted to see how you how you responded to this very unique and kind of creepy psychological <laughs> horror movie. Very unique. Well, possum is nightmare fuel. Yeah. <laughs> and by possum, I mean the titular uh, marionette that is the subject of this that you get glimpses of 
for like the first half hour before you really see what this thing looks like. And it is, I believe the uncle says it right away. You show this to children? (laughs) (laughs) And this being not a good man who says you show this to children. uh, I thought the performances were amazing. I, the, the, the lead who has since gone on to, you, you, you might have recognized him from like Prometheus. He's the geologist in Prometheus who has the dogs. He's the main bad guy in I think the last two Mission Impossible movies. His performance is, it's this weird mix of childlike and sad and like as an adult. And I think at the time this was filmed, he's probably almost 50 years old. It, it's... It's this really amazing, like, layered performance of discomfort and vulnerability. And at the same time, like, ominousness. Like, what is inside this guy that's driving him to just be this way? And, like, what is he? And it, it, it's a very disturbing movie. It was a very disturbing movie for me to watch because of the way it's cut together, the way the, sto- the level of the story. Just the... the the uh kind of the drawn out color of it it's very drab it's very depressing <laughs> it's i think it's amazingly well done i think it's a i actually think it's a great movie i really like that psychological bent on it where the, the director or the writer whoever seemed i felt like their vision was on film like I was watching it didn't feel like it was interfered with by the studios or anything like that because <laughs> I feel like any studio would look at it and be like why are you doing this <laughs> no <laughs> we're not going to give you money for this you're ridiculous <laughs> uh I thought I I thought it was great I think it's definitely going to go on my list of great movies that I n- never plan on watching again <laughs> that's totally fair because it is not an easy watch it's very depressing yeah it's there there is no sunshine in this movie. I can't think of one moment where I even like thought to chuckle. I thought really, to chuckle. Except, <laughs> yeah, except maybe except arguably maybe at the end. But uh it, it's yeah, it it's a horror movie. I will definitely say that. It might not be a horror movie like people are used to seeing, but I it's nothing but horror. For yeah. Me. And it's on Shutter. It's like I'd never I don't think I've ever seen a movie that I could compare it to personally it might be you might get bits and pieces of other things but definitely not the whole mm-hmm. by any means this is a very singular movie for me and then i watched the dark and depressing the voices <laughs> 2014 <laughs> which it kind of is depending on how you watch this film yeah this uh was not available on hulu unless Whoa. you have the showtime subscription which uh, I don't. So it's okay so this was a rental a likable guy pursues his office crush with the help from his evil talking pets. One evil talking pet, IMDb, come on. But things turn sinister when she stands him up for a date. That was the best synopsis that IMDb <laughs> had. That is, there's a lot going on. So this is Ryan Reynolds. I thought this was Ryan Reynolds like 10 years prior to 2014. Mm. He seemed, I, I, for some reason, this. I thought this movie's older. But I think I'm thinking of the nines. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was a much older film. It's it's a very good vehicle for Ryan Reynolds to bring his level of comedy and presence and everything to a schizophrenic serial killer mm-hmm. and make him likable. Because I was trying to think, because I'm watching it, I'm like, yeah, it's funny, 
it's a dark, it's a very dark comedy. Yeah. But I thought it was funny, and because Ryan Reynolds is a funny guy, I'm like, but put someone else in that role. Oh yeah, it would this, not be a is comedy. Is this still funny? Yeah. <laughs> put. I was thinking, I don't know why this popped into my head. What was, uh, Megan, what, was it the rental? Was that the movie with, with the guy, the Rent-A-Pal? Rent-A-Pal, yeah. yeah. Is that which is what it was called? Put the, the main character from that, not Will Wheaton, but the main character yeah. from that in this role. And it's it's not a comedy. It just starts getting really awkward and dark. Yeah. <laughs> like, even with the talking pets and talking lots of other things, uh, it, it, definitely, it definitely has, it's definitely funny. And it's pretty dark. It is dark. In yeah. places. <laughs> and depending on what lens you're looking through, I feel like it can go one way or the other pretty hard. I always think it's an interesting tightrope to walk. Dark comedy in horror that can be so funny with such a funny comedic performance that is actually as dark as it really is. And like what's going on that this could just be a straight horror movie. If you change the music and you change the the main character, it's just horror. <laughs> but so it's kind of cool that they played with it that way and that it slanted to the comedic side, at least for me. Uh, maybe not for some people. Um, sorry, Zena, did I ask why you asked you me to totally watch this? You totally didn't. And I've been waiting. Oh, God. I am so sorry. It's I'm okay. off. Whole week I've been off. It's okay. Sorry. <laughs> but why did you want me to watch it, Zena? Because. <laughs> Like you said, depending on how you view it, it could mm. be a horror movie or it could be a cute, quirky rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I like your style because this is totally my kind of rom-com. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Got a little bit of a love triangle in there. A musical number at the end? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a fun movie. It has a lot of stuff going on, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's... It's something, that's for sure. <laughs> I, 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 I like this one. I liked it. It's it's an interesting mix. We gave uh, you like a very um, totally different but similar yeah. sad boy double feature. I love this for us. <laughs> sad boy. <laughs> I honestly, it, as weird and twisted as it may be, anyone who's listening to this who's seen both The Voices and Possum, you could do with one what the other did. Like you could turn the voices into possum, yeah. And I believe you could turn possum into the voices if all of a sudden possum is the dog, <laughs> <laughs> like all or the oh, I'd be the cat. Let's face it, but like it, it's it's interesting. Like when you start to play with those tones a little bit, like you can really change the nature of a movie. All right, before we move on. What do we watch and how do we watch it? I checked out uh, Chucky, the series on Peacock and Train on Prime, but it is also available on Tubi, Voodoo, and Plex. Um, I watched The Timekeepers of Eternity, the third Saturday in October, part five, in the third Saturday in October, all at uh, Chattanooga Film Fest. And I watched Possum on Shudder. And the voices, which I ran out on VOD, but it's available on Showtime if you haven't. Can I can I just add real quick though for the voices? Um, I I talked a few episodes ago about family dinner. It's uh, it was at Tribeca, and it's like the Easter mm -hmm. horror movie. I recognized the stepfather in that movie from the voices, and it's because Ooh. the end credits has this musical number, and he's Jesus. Whoa! Oh, like that tiny little bit, yeah. Jesus has an expanded oh. part in a horror movie, but yeah. So you know, the more you know, that song will be in my head the the rest of the week now too. Just so you know. 
Uh, and I will not be asking for homework this week. Uh, both my kids are on summer break and one of them's home a lot more. And I am very busy with my other podcasts and I, I have a, a trial period on stars and there's a few stars movies. I know I just want to watch before I cancel it, before I have to pay for another <laughs> channel. So I have some loaded up for next week. So we're good. Unless you guys want me to talk about children of the corn five. Which I don't plan <laughs> like on. maybe you should. <laughs> Another time, I promise. Another Aww. time. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. All right, info about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? Uh, the first trailer for the Dracula-inspired horror movie, The Invitation, this was formerly titled The Bride, was attached to the black phone in theaters over the weekend, and Screen Gems released the trailer online. Uh, Jessica M. Thompson directed the upcoming horror movie for Sony Screen Gems. The film is being described as a contemporary horror thriller. Uh, the Imitation is set to uh, said to tell the story of a young woman who is courted and swept off her feet only to realize a gothic conspiracy is afoot. It is set to release on August 26th, uh, 2022 in theaters. The gothic conspiracy, it turns out, involves blood drinking. Uh, the woman, Evie, is drawn into a world of vampires. The trailer for The Imitation doesn't quite uh, give you all of the details. It kind of withholds a lot, but this is uh, Dracula. That we're dealing with it's a kind of a bride of dracula's story uh and if you're if you do watch the trailer online um or if you saw it in theaters for you know black phone jonathan harker uh is kind of gets a, a mention it's, it's a character that pops up at the end so it's got a fresh new modern twist to it the plot is um after the death of her mother and having no other known relatives evie uh, Natalie Emanuel uh, from Game of Thrones, she is the star. She takes a DNA test and discovers a long-lost cousin she never knew she had. Invited by her newfound family to a lavish wedding in the English countryside, she is at first seduced by the sexy aristocrat host. But Evie is thrust into a nightmare of survival as she uncovers the twisted secrets in her family's history and unsettling intentions behind their sinful generosity. Um, so, yeah. I think it's interesting. The it does kind of look like a gothic 
horror movie meets Ready or Not a little bit based mm -hmm. on the imagery. So we'll see. Uh, just as a reminder, in a, I don't know why they call it The Invitation. I feel like I like The Bride better. Me um, too. I was going to say, well, maybe they could have combined it, like The Invitation of the Bride or with The or Bride. Something. I don't know. Do but something. I think of Karen Kusama's The Invitation. So yeah. I don't know. But this isn't the only Dracula, you know, Bram Stoker's Dracula-based or inspired movies coming out. We've got Renfield in the works, The Last Voyage of the Demeter, and um, some kind of vampire western-ish twist to it. Um, the movie's not entitled, but it's from Chloe Zhao. So... Yeah, lots of lots of Bram Stoker's Dracula stuff in the works, and this will be the one that'll end up in our eye holes first. Um, news that I'm very intrigued by. Uh, decades have done nothing to diminish the impact of Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, I feel. I think if you watch it now, it's just as grim as, and horrifying as it was when it was released uh, I think they released uh -huh. this like in the early 90s. But yeah, the grim serial killer thriller launched the careers of Michael Rooker and director John McNaughton, and now they're looking to do it again. They are teaming up for a vigilante horror film called Road Rage. It is intended to be the first in a series. The film will, will center on a serial killer who only kills those who deserve to die, presenting a modern hero who is a bad guy gone good, protecting the innocent and punishing the guilty. Uh... The McNaughton told, uh, he said in a statement, I wanted to work with Michael Rooker again since Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, but we never got the chance. Finally, I wrote a story that took the genre in a whole new direction. Michael Rooker as Stoney, he drives a truck and he kills people. He's the ultimate serial killer with a twist. And he's going home now after 20 years to settle a score from the past. So, yeah, I, uh, I don't think it's the first Road Rage horror movie. I mean, I'm pretty sure Russell Crowe was in, uh... Unhinged recently, yeah. Unhinged. Yeah. There's also yeah. Joyride, kind of. Joy, yeah, Joyride's kind of road, yeah, road ragey. So yeah, that was the mean. one that. See, you you had me watch one. That was like uh the guy in the car who like chased after the girl and went to her house. Who was like all leather. Oh yeah, um, hit, no, I was gonna say hit and run. No, oh my god, Fender Bender. Yeah, Fender Bender. Bender. I guess that's not road <laughs> rage. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Death Proof is Death Proof could kind of be yeah. road rage. Yeah. I was but yeah. it's road rage at the end. It kind of sounds like Dexter a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Little Dexter yeah. vibes. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm curious to see if they can achieve that same kind of grimy feel where you're like, oh, this is horrific. We'll see. Um, and then more surprise theatrical horror that's in our very near future. Um, Barbarian. Some stay for a night, some stay for a week, some never leave. I don't know if that's the tagline or not, but I like it. Uh, 20th Century Studios and New Regency have released the trailer, poster, and images for the horrific thriller Barbarian, which is going to open in theaters in the U.S. and Canada on Wednesday, August 31st. In Barbarian, a young woman, played by Georgina Campbell, is traveling to Detroit for a job interview, um, and she books a rental home. But when she arrives late at night, she discovers that the house is double-booked, and a strange man, played by Bill Skarsgård, is already staying there. Against her better judgment, girl. Uh, she decides to spend the evening, but soon discovers there's a lot more to fear than just an unexpected house guest. This is written and directed by Zach Kreger. The film also stars Justin Long, Matthew Patrick Davis, Richard Brake, Kurt Braunohler, and James Butler. I, uh, don't have a, I mean, there's something in the, the basement. There's something going on. Why? Why would you stay? Why would that, you stay? 
that whole trailer she was making like wrong decisions right after i like i i will be watching <laughs> and i will be yelling because I yeah can't wait. <laughs> somebody is there you just turn around and go to motel six or something literally that's it the protagonist from your next is just shaking her head <laughs> you did everything wrong <laughs> yeah well, don't do it so Ugh. yeah all right listeners your turn what if you took a dna test and turns out you're 100 percent that vampire bride yeah lizzo i listen to a lot of lizzo <laughs> <laughs> will michael rooker come full circle and find a bloodstained suitcase in a ditch don't get that reference let's hear about it you can call our text at 224-475-1040. The number is also in the show notes, or feel free to email speedassistantpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Zena is going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching? It's kind of a light, you know, week for us. Um, so on Thursday the 30th, wow, it's going to be July. So, I know, um, it's crazy. Yeah, The Long Night will be available on Shudder. While searching for her parents she's never known, New York transplant Grace returns to her childhood southern stomping grounds with her boyfriend to investigate a promising lead on her family's whereabouts. Upon arrival, the couple's weekend takes a bizarre, terrifying turn. There's nightmarish cults and just twisty turns and craziness that's happening. I watched this one earlier today and it was a doozy. It, it just made me <laughs> scream. Then also July 1st. <laughs> no, I mean that in, in, in the best way. Like I've yeah, done no. a lot of yelling. So <laughs> on this podcast, that's the best way. Yeah. 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 Then you also have on uh, July 1st, Friday, um, Alien Encounters Collection will be available on Shudder. So to mark the 75th anniversary of Roswell UFO incident, Shudder presents a curated collection of some of their favorite terrors of alien origin. So you can expect things like they live. Um, yeah, sorry. They live the thing as well as they also have like a John Carpenter collection that's coming as well. So yeah. invasions of the body snatchers, life force, like they have some cool stuff that's coming in July. <laughs> so just keep a lookout for that. Then also on Friday, we have the last drive in with Joe, Joe Bob Briggs on Shutter. It's the season finale. So it starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and you'll be able to catch like the premiere over the holiday weekend on uh, Sunday, July 3rd. And then, you know, this one's an oldie, you know, uh, the slasher Wishcraft from 2002. It'll be available on Shout TV. This one's a lot of fun. It's about this kid who's in high school. He's kind of awkward. And then he receives this strange box and the note tells him that he can make three wishes. And so he does. And then when he does, you know, the popular kids at his school, they just begin dying in the most horrible ways. But it's very uh, creative. So it's that's a very fun movie. It'll be available on Shout TV. Then we also have on Tuesday the 5th, uh, Monstrous, starring Christina Ricci. It'll be available on VOD. I previously spoke about this one. Uh, there's a lot of things that goes on within this movie, but I had a good time with it. Visually, it's just a stunning movie, and I love Christina Ricci. Then we also have on Tuesday the 5th, 11th Hour Cleaning on VOD. A group of crime scene cleaners struggle to escape a murder house after becoming trapped by an ancient demon that is hell-bent on driving them insane. And then just in case if you... Yeah. Then just in case if you guys missed it, uh, The Black Phone is now in theaters, as well as uh, Revealer. It is available on Shudder. Oh, and don't forget, Bloody <laughs> Disgusting TV is always available for you to keep you safe and cozy at night. Thank You'll now you. be able to watch it at bloodydisgusting.tv, or if you're just like, mm, Zena, I don't want to watch that. Okay, then you can check out Screenbox. There's a lot of cool things on Screenbox. 
There you Thank go. You. Yeah. And that's the Bloody Disgusting podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at LovelyZena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod, or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Xena. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but... Feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles. From bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's Nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's K-N-I-X dot com.